Welcome everyone to A to Z podcast, an Ultraman podcast. In this show, we're going to talk about everything related to Ultraman under the sun. And I am John. Uh, my online handle is it's Gaim to Duel, and some people just call me Gaim. So you can call me Gaim, you can call me John. It doesn't really matter. But I am joined with my lovely co-host and friend, Dr. Swoos. Hello, everyone. I am the science scientist, the doctor of disaster, and the madman with the plan. And I am the co-host for the most. And we are going to be A to Z, your podcast for this evening. That's fantastic, my friend. That's fantastic. So, this is going to be kind of an introduction to the show, kind of walk you through what we plan this podcast to be about and kind of who we are, you know, because when I listen to new podcasts, if I don't really care about the people I'm listening to, why am I even listening to the podcast? Like, why do I care what you think if I don't even know your name or who you are? That's right. Why should I care who you are? Who are you? What is this? (laughs) <laughs> and why do you know so, so much about tall men that are made of light? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so what I kind of want to do is kind of introduce ourselves a little bit so that you can kind of connect with us a little bit and know where we're coming from and our point of views as far as Ultraman, Tokusatsu, uh, just things of that gen- genre. Um, Like I said... You can call me John. Uh, I've been in school for the past quite a long time. So uh, me and my friend was thinking about doing this podcast uh, a few months ago, but I had to finish up uh, all that jazz so I could have time to actually focus on this. So, And what a two months it was. Ah, oh, man, good memories. Year, Not really. It was it was a struggle for everyone. Yeah, this year has been kind of rough. But, but hopefully hey, 2021 is different. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope let's hope that's different. Um But yeah, so would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Alright, so what is up everyone? The good doctor began his journey into the online front. Roughly about two years ago, I run a small Twitch channel. Feel free to go check it out. Uh, but now now that shameless plug's out of the way, uh, my general interests include playing RPGs, uh, generally annoying anybody I can come into contact with, and having mild to severe opinions about things I know nothing about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's more true than you think. Um, but yeah, so... I particularly would like to start by kind of painting a picture of how we became fans of tokusatsu. Like, what is our quote-unquote toku story? Um, Since Swoos and myself are in our general 20s, we grew up in that post-Power Rangers era. So we all grew up watching power rangers as a kid so that is very much our first foray into the tokusatsu genre as a whole 
Yeah, very first um, contact. Uh, for me, it was Lightspeed Rescue. Um, I saw a few sparse episodes of the original Mighty Morphin, but my or when I first really started watching it, Lightspeed was what was Aaron. Right, and um, we're about the same age, so Lightspeed Rescue was definitely the first series that was quote unquote my own. That was the one where I was getting toys for it, and I was watching it every week. I was super invested in Lightspeed Rescue. I absolutely loved that series, and it's partly the reason why it's my favorite Power Ranger series to this day. But I have a older brother who was into Power Rangers as well, so we had quite a lot of VHSs from the video store and recorded um, recorded off of television with those VHSs airings of certain episodes of Power Rangers, especially when they did the um, marathons that they used to run. I had basically watched MMPR seasons one, two, and three, Zeo and Turbo, and... A little bit of in space, but uh, most of that Zordon era, my consumption of it came from VHSs that we either bought or my parents recorded for my brother and then was passed down to me. And then also my brother's toys, which was hand down down to me. So I, while not old enough to have been in power rangers as it was starting i kind of caught back up to it hmm. uh for me it wasn't really like a huge catch-up thing like i really enjoyed power rangers as a little kid but it like wasn't one of the things i was like mainly into you know i was way more of a uh, pokemon nerd yeah. kind of still am that's irrelevant but um, I definitely watched a lot of the uh, Lightspeed Rescue and then stuff coming after that. Like, I wasn't really the watch every week type of kid. I was like, oh, let's just watch what's on. So I got a lot of, like, bits and pieces of story, which, you know, for lots of the Power Ranger genre really works because it's Monster of the Week and there's not, like, a super coherent through story. There's, like, elements, you know, but it really overall episode to episode doesn't matter. Yeah. Um... So like, especially for the early stuff. Yeah. So like, and same as you, I got a lot of like the early um, VHS tapes, but I didn't even know what uh, Zio was. Honestly, like I found about that way later because I had some Mighty Morphin uh, VHS tapes, and then I had a friend who had the Turbo VHS tapes. The and, Turbo Movie. Yeah, the Turbo Movie VHS. Yeah. That and, was like, the thing. And, like, that's all I really even knew or ever saw of Turbo or of, like, Mighty Morphin was just, like, what I could get on a VHS. So, right. like, I didn't know Zio existed till like, way later. And I randomly happened to catch, I think, one episode on um, the Fox Box, I think. Yeah. Right. And uh, it was, like, and I was so baffled. Like, what is even this? And it was, like, the episode, I think, where um, uh, Billy tries to become the Gold Ranger. But, like, right before, I think, the actor bowed out of the series. 
Yeah, that was a whole story. We won't get into right now, but maybe we'll touch <laughs> no, on no, it at no. Some point like, time. I didn't know the context, like even back then. But right. all I knew was he tried and he couldn't do it, so they had to find somebody else. I think I don't even know how that uh, arc resolved. Like I said, I saw one episode. I could not tell you what happens in Zio. All I know is right. the the Gold Ranger shows up and then can't be the Gold Ranger. Well, I wanted to touch upon uh, what you said. Uh, at the beginning of that, you were talking about you were very much a Pokemon nerd and still kind of am. Um, of course, me too. Uh, Pokemon's been a constant in my life ever since a child. And um, very much like my same story with my older brother and uh, Power Rangers, it was the same thing with Pokemon. Gen 3 with Sapphire was my first game that was mine that was the one where i went out to the store and obviously not my own money at this point in time but it was it was christmas money and birthday money saved up but it was money that as a child was mine and i got power uh, pokemon sapphire and that was the first pokemon game that the reason why I had it was because I wanted it. But very much like the hand-me-down for uh, my MMPR toys and stuff like that, uh, I got my brother's old Game Boy Color, and I got blue and uh, red and yellow and crystal. I don't think we had gold or silver, but we might have. Uh Memory's a little foggy, but I definitely grew up playing Gen 1, Gen 2, and Gen 3, even though I was only in the target demographic for Gen 3. You know what's kind of funny? I'm starting to realize more and more that I never really realized before. What's that? You and me uh, pretty much had like the same entry-level experiences in a lot of things. But yeah, the only difference is, like, you had an older brother who, um, yeah, you had an older brother that was like, hey, let me, uh, let me show, give you my hand-me-downs first. Because, like, yeah, I didn't have that and, experience, obviously, but. And he was definitely the kind of kid who grew too cool for these kinds of things. He grew out of Power Rangers. He grew out of Pokemon, you know? So right. he discarded these things. These are baby things. I'm cool now. So he very much discarded those things. So I took them on and I really never grew out of it. You know, that I still like these things. And uh, speaking of what you were talking about with uh, having the same entry points, this is another off topic uh, thing, but our Transformers, uh, series that we both really got into transformers <gasps> with was transformers armada as well yeah yeah that, that is true i still have level. my um optimus prime somewhere uh i don't have my original one but i definitely have one at this point yeah he's missing the uh the smokestacks that turn into the gun but uh, other than that like i still have the minicon and i still have like the trailer and everything is still together so when hey. i when i rebought mine a few years ago uh, I made sure that it had all of those pieces, but that 
my original one is long gone from how uh, from a house fire from when i was a kid to yard sales and multiple moves so a lot of that stuff never survived it but, would have been impressive if it did yeah in, indeed but to go on that pokemon thing um we won't get into this today, but Pokemon has a really interesting Ultraman connection. It does. That I want to dive into at a later date. That's going to be but, fun. Yeah, it really will be, but I just kind of wanted to touch on that, or at least mention it, that Pokemon's not necessarily unrelated to this conversation. They, they have an interesting tie to Ultraman that we can we can get into at a later date, but yep, stay tuned, everyone, because the answer might shock you. It did, it actually goes a lot deeper too than some like surface level stuff than when I first originally heard it. And whew, whew. yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. Um, but so I grew grew up. I was into Power Rangers for. A number of years. I think the last last uh, series that I remember watching at a relatively decent pace was probably Jungle Fury or um, SPD. I can't remember which one came first. Uh, SPD came first. Uh, I can okay. say definitely it's Jungle Fury because that's also the point where I hopped off. Wow, <laughs> us being um, such close friends for the for the longest as we have, uh, we're gonna do a Toku podcast, know, you guys. We never talk I, about our experiences at all till right now. And hey, here you go. <laughs> and we're we're learning so much about each other just off the cuff like this. It's kind of funny, but yeah. So I guess Jungle Fury was the spot that I kind of jumped off at. Um. I don't think I got back into Power Rangers until college. Uh, I think it was 2014 was the year. Or, yeah, it was the 2014 was the year when all that happened, wasn't it? What? Oh, when we got into everything? Uh, yeah, 2014, 2014 2015. 2015. I don't remember okay. the exact time. So... So I want to say it was 2014. I don't think it was quite 2013. But let's say, just for posterity's sake, end of 2013 through 2014 is when kind of all of these factors kind of cascaded into itself, which got us to where we are today. Um, I'll start this bit because that's kind of where where the story starts. Go for it. Um, I, was, I moved out at my first little bit in college. Um, me and a roommate were playing... Uh, me, me and my roommate, that we got real close. Um, we had another roommate who was moving out. And he had, uh, he had about a week until he was gone and had his Xbox and um, everything set out in the common place, or the common area. So... He said that as long as uh, I'm still here, y'all guys can use this freely, no problems, um, feel free, you know? So we took advantage of that time, and we played some Forza, um, 
he played a first-person shooter. I'm not entirely sure what it was, but that's not my type of game. So I didn't really pay too much attention to that. But one night we got... Uh, it was real late, and we were skimming through his Netflix account, mm-hmm. and we saw that pretty much every season of Power Rangers was on Netflix. And at this point, I don't know if this was a thing that had just happened at that time. I don't exactly know the timeline of that, but it was the first time that it came to our knowledge. So we're like, whoa, we both used to love Power Rangers. This is kind of cool. So we sat there and spent that whole night just watching through random episodes. It was like we watched a couple episodes from this one season, then a couple episodes from this other season. And then we were, um, I was like, you know, Lightspeed was my favorite. Let's watch a few episodes of Lightspeed. So Mm -hmm. while we're doing this, we're sitting in here like because we're too cool for Power Rangers at this point. We're sitting here mocking it, you know. We're like, "Oh, this is so stupid! Look how dumb this is! This wow!" But <laughs> to, to be fair, the, to be fair, at, yeah. To be fair, you're right. It, some of it is pretty rough, and it some of it doesn't hold up. Some of it does hold up, but some of it doesn't. Like but, I, I still think it's funny. Like one good descriptor of. Power Rangers, even still probably to today, I don't know, I haven't seen any recent episodes, is uh, it's all backflips and explosions because, kind of, yeah. Yeah. But in a good way. It's in an enjoyable, right. cringy kind of way, I would think. Right, but this is where it changed. So, as we watched more and more episodes, it swapped from mocking it to as the night went on, we were genuinely just watching it out of the enjoyment of it. So in one night, it went from us, like, just stumbling upon this, you know, like, for example, pulling up Goosebumps and watching a couple episodes for pure nostalgia's sake. Um, And it swapped from that to actually enjoying watching what we were watching, which is really kind of fascinating the way it happened. Because, like, we had no intention of actually caring and we just kind of got sucked back into it. We got sucked back into our childhoods. We got sucked back into that nostalgia, just the, 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 the memories of enjoying that. It just kind of brought us back there. So that day passed the move, the um, roommate moved out. And we moved on with just kept going, you know, school, work, et cetera, moving on. And then one day I was like, you want to watch some more Power Rangers? And he was like, yeah, kind of. So I I was doing a little bit of Googling and I don't know if this is true about you, but I kind of always knew that Power Rangers came from a Japanese TV show. Yeah. But um, I never cared. It was yeah, like I'd heard that at some point and I was like, okay. Who cares? Right. And at this point it was very much like like growing up, I never knew it. I never cared. And I never really had an intention of caring. Me but either. As, and we like, got, as we got older, especially before this, I was kind of getting into anime a little bit. Yeah. So it was 
that intrigue of, well, I remember this, and I remember most of these because I watched a good chunk of them growing up, you know? Mm-hmm. If I didn't watch every episode of every season, I saw a good chunk, I saw the beginning, some middle, and the endings of most of the seasons up until, like, Jungle Fury or that kind of area. Right, right. But it very much switched to, like, you know what? Let me see if I can try to find some of these episodes. Let's try to find some of these episodes and, like, compare and contrast them compared to what I remember. And some seasons, for example, Gal Ranger, a.k.a. uh, AKA the Super Sentai version of Wild Force, Power Rangers Wild Force, um, though minus a brand new villain for the Power Ranger season, those seasons are just about beat for beat the same show. That the plot lines, the through lines, they're pretty much beat for beat the exact same show. Then you kind of switch to like Gingaman, or that that's the Japanese version of Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Those are so completely different. Like, Ginga Man was very much about a, um, mm-hmm. like, nature-based Sentai. And they had, they rode horses. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you showing me pictures of this. The horses, like, have armor and everything. The horses had armor that matched their costumes. And, like, I don't want you guys to think it's, like, it's some kind of weird CG horse that kind of looks like a robot. It was an actual actual horse. horse. Exactly. It was an actual horse. I feel like we need to point that out because the, in that one, weren't the Zords, like, had, like, kaiju forms that were, like, all organic? Or is I thinking of, um... Yeah, that's that's exactly what they were. Yeah. uh, In the, in the, um, American version, they called it Galactabeasts. That's right. And they were basically, like, these, um, Sofubi, uh, style... Uh, kaiju vinyls that would then transform into like a more robotic version of that animal then would then combine like the Megazord as per the Power Rangers formula. Mm -hmm. But the American version was about a space station called Terra Venture hurtling through space and they had these hover not cycles but like they looked like flying sleds that they sat in with engine boosters on each side. Yeah. So you you got a space-themed team out of a nature-based theme. And these contradictions, or not necessarily contradictions, but these differences really appealed to me. I think... So... I feel like a lot of the Sentai got transferred into, like, space-based themes... Even if they were like kind of weird, because I'm because Mega Ranger turned into in space, and right. like those they're like tech based, both still there, so that makes sense for a slide. But at the same time, there is a big difference between a cybernetic type Sentai versus a Space Ranger. Right. I think that has to do with a lot of um, America for a very long time was infatuated with the idea of space. Still is really, yeah. but I digress. The point is. America likes space, so a lot of them became space-based. Right. And, of course, like, space sold toys, you know? That was Mm -hmm. cool. You know, rockets and stuff. Right. But the point being, 
is these differences kind of intrigued us enough to start digging through different stuff. So at this point in time, me and my roommate, we wanted to see what was the current new thing. And the current new thing was called uh, Resha, Resha Sentai Tokyuja. Resha Sentai Tokyuja. It's trains. That's it. Everything is a train. And this kind of harkened back to, as you know, Lightspeed Rescue being our favorite. Uh, the big Megazord in that series was the Super Train Megazord. It was this giant train that all of the the, the normal Megazords could fit inside, well, and it carried them along. Most of them. Well, the, the spaceship was the one at the front. Yeah. But yeah, the, the main Megazord could fit inside, and it was a train... And then you pulled the guys out, and then it combined into this giant thing. So that nostalgia right there. And, I mean, of course, trains are cool, you know? Trains are cool. They take you places. I don't really – I wouldn't know much about trains in general, but I just like them. They're cool. So we got into Tokyo, and it – it was a very different tone than we thought it was going to be. It was very kitty per se, but that's because that was who they were targeting. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I guess I can't speak for my roommate, but for myself specifically, the thing that really connected me to that show was the pure joy of it. It was unapologetic joy. It was just fun. Like, just good vibes and fun, and, like, we can do this in, like, a cheesy way, but not, like, an overly cheesy way. Well, I mean, even in the overly cheesy way, it was unapologetic about what it was. It was just fun. Right. It was rainbow... It was a rainbow train that transformed... And they got more trains as the show went along, and they all kind of smushed together, as they do. And as they used the to. show was just fun. And I could watch it and just kind of... It washed away the stresses of the day. Right. And that right there, that spark, was a spark I hadn't felt since Lightspeed Rescue as a five or six year old. Mm -hmm. And it was that spark that just kind of ignited me into the genre. So I continue, this was the ongoing show. So I think we, it was probably in its thirties at this point, thirties or forties. It was, it probably had, it hadn't what? finished. I know it hadn't finished by the time I came around, which by the way, I never, never watched Tokyo. I like. I think I watched maybe the first two episodes. So, right. But uh, around here, I guess this is where my part of the story kind of picks up into it. Right. So, um, but before before you kind of uh, take over, let me uh, kind of finish my thought here. Sure, go for so, it. So, yeah, I, I definitely, at this point, it was probably 20, it was probably 
30s episode and it, it, they have like roughly 47 to 50 episodes a general season because they run all year long and then the next one it's something different um me and my roommate got super into this and i just got into sentai as a whole so i was like i'm a sentai fan fan now so i'm going to watch all these different sentais the next, the, the next one that I watched from start to finish, because um, Tokyo was still going on, so that was the first one I started, but it was still ongoing. So I watched a few series and finished them while that was still going on. I watched Shinkinger, and then I watched um, uh, Kyoto Uh Those were the next ones that I watched and and finished and then i can't do you remember how we became aware of common rider yeah yeah that actually is part of my story okay so i'm gonna pass it off to you let you continue right. this so largely as spoken of way back earlier today uh we were talking about how our origins we in the the toku was heavily rooted in like early uh, power rangers lightspeed rescue etc one key difference was I vividly remember watching one of the only rider shows that ever got brought over to America. And it was Kamen Rider Dragon Knight, which is the American take on Kamen Rider Ryuki. And um, so I, I remember watching that. I don't think it ever finished. I don't remember ever seeing the end of it, but that was one I remember watching all the way through. I think it was on the WB, if I recall correctly. Not sure. I don't know. Not sure. The point is, I watched it. I was really into it. And around the... And, you know, I watched that, but then I, like, you know, growing out of all the uh, rider or Sentai-type stuff, moving along, getting into college level, all that stuff, uh, me and old boy here started hanging out more over Common Ground and Yu-Gi-Oh, of all things. Mm. It... If I remember, like, because, like, we, we chatted a bit while we were still in high school together. Like, he was in a higher grade than I was. I don't remember if we, because I didn't get back into Yu-Gi-Oh! until uh, I started hanging out with those friends at uh, college. Right. Uh, but during uh, high school, I was into Magic the Gathering. So I think we started with Magic and then transitioned over to Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, you know what? You're right. I remember now because um, I don't even think it was because of the card games. I think we were hanging out because we both just happened to be in the same after school program. Remember? Yeah, yeah, that was for sure. Yeah, case. that's that's how it was. But um, anyway, but we we really didn't hang out much in high school. It was mostly a matter of you do this and like oh, I'm also interested in this. And we had like a little bit of common ground and we ate lunch at the same time. That was about it. If I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it wasn't necessarily that we had mutual friends. We just found ourselves the same place at the same time. Well, we had one mutual friend. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, we did have, we had mutual friends, but it was, more so, we just found ourselves at the same in the same place at the same time, and it just kind of happened. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, though, college comes around. Uh, John here has gotten into Super Sentai. And um, so I'm hanging out at his apartment one day, and he is like, hey, I've been getting into this. 
you want to uh, watch some of it and get on board with it with me? And I look at it, and I think that's how I watched the first episode. And I'm like, cool, I don't want to watch any more of this. Uh, let's, have you ever heard of Common Rider? Because, because we were talking about the same thing, I remember fondly watching Dragon Knight. Does not hold up, by the way, in my opinion. Uh, like, at all. Fight you on that. There are some diehard Dragon Knight fans. Some people will fight you on that. But so you can fight me on that. It. But we watched the first episode, and the CG bike scenes are—they're hilarious because of how bad they are. I still think the plot for Dragon Knight's good. I just don't think the uh, the, the special effects they used were good. I can't really speak on that because I don't know. I can't remember, and I haven't really watched it, maybe, except for the first episode or so. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, the first episode is where you will see all you need to see. But, um, yeah, so having knowing about Dragon Knight, I was like, well, I remember liking this more than Power Rangers, largely. Because ex- aside from Speed, I pretty much liked Dragon Knight better than any of the uh, Power Rangers I was like, let's. This probably has a um, a Japanese version too. Let Let's see what this is about. And uh, we were really open to trying it, so we looked up whatever the current uh, writer was at the time, which happened to be Common Writer Gaim. And oh my gosh, that was such a different show than anything from episode one. Yeah, I want to do. I'll get into this more at the end, but uh, I do want to do some like bonus episodes of non-Ultraman related shows, and I want to cover Common Rider Gaim and Russia Sentai Tokyo at some point. But, and we will, we will, and, and we'll we'll get into why that's such a different thing. But yeah, it was. It's still my favorite Common Rider at the, to this day. It's one and of I've seen a, as well. I've seen a lot less Common Rider than uh, Swoos here. I so, have watched um, all of the Heisei era riders. Yeah, Technically, I I've watched I've all the Reiwa now, because I'm up to date. Well, yeah, right. I think I've seen maybe five or six full series and then started two or three. But, um, yeah, that very much, like, struck a chord with me. So much so, and that Common Rider guy is such a departure from the Common Rider series as a whole. And we'll get into that later, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to spend too much time on that. Right. But it definitely made it difficult for me to really enjoy Common Rider a little bit right at the end of that because I loved Gaim so much. I wanted more of that. But it's such a different thing than all the the usual Common Rider shows. I mean Common Rider it tends- took me a little while it took me a little while to get into it. Yeah, but I definitely did get into it. It just took me a little bit longer than per se you, because you definitely went gung gung ho into it, and I kind of stayed on the Sentai side, and you stayed on the Common Rider side, which how it was how it was for really a couple of years now until for various reasons. I guess that brings us back up in the current how we got into Ultraman. We both felt a little slighted by the current seasons we were watching. <clears throat> Right. Yeah, I'll get I'll uh paint a little bit of that picture cuz I think I kind of I kind of shoved you into it at this point. <laughs> you okay, know? you definitely shoved me into it. That <laughs> or I wouldn't say shoved, but you were like we're hanging out. 
we're I doing don't know, this because I think I tried to get you to watch at least three or four different series before it finally took. I would say shoving was probably an apt description because I was really pushy about it. <laughs> and you almost, and it's funny because you got me into it and then you almost lost me immediately. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. Getting, we can get into that today. Before the horse here. Huh? We're putting the cart before the horse here. Let's let's wrap this up and then we'll get into that. Right, but, right. Um, so um, let, let's kind of finish the the bit about Common Rider real the, quick. So yeah, Common uh, Rider was my favorite. Instill is my favorite Toku show. Um, do I do really like Ultraman? Of course, wouldn't be here if I didn't. But like that's the show that really got me into the Tokusatsu genre. I went back and I watched. Uh, at first, just a couple random series, and then I went back and started at Kuga and watched everything up into current, and uh, that was not the best idea because I almost burned myself out really bad on it. Right. So, guys, even if you really like something, don't watch uh, six different series in the span of a month. Ugh. Uh, I've done that several times. Uh, I did burn myself out on... Um on Super Sentai for a little while there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wouldn't say I've ever burned myself out on Ultraman. It helps with the cosmos. Well, that's true. But um, as far as uh, the season, uh, the, the new generation seasons being 25 episodes a piece, as opposed to being 50 episodes a piece. Yeah. Um, that definitely helps a little bit. Um, when we get into the uh, other Ultraman series, like the Showa and the early Heisei, uh, that necessarily won't be the case because oh, most of them are around 50. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll have to pace ourselves, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, did you finish what you wanted to say about Common Rider? Uh, Rob. I think so. All right. Well, let's get to uh, let let me step back a little bit and kind of describe how I came into um, Ultraman. Right. Um, I stopped going to college in 2015 because I, I, I did a uh, associate's degree and I took some time off and then went back to school and I kind of just finished. But um, I took some time off and I was working a job. And this job was a, it was a decent job, but there was a lot of lull and a lot of time, like, waste where you were just sitting around doing nothing for hours on end. But when you were doing stuff, it was quintessential that you did it at that moment but there was there was very much some um some downtime so i really got into podcasts this is kind of the first time i ever started listening to podcasts and i got into podcasts and um to kind of like eat up some of that time you know um Hmm. i found this podcast called rrr riders rangers and rambles um, this podcast was the first podcast I actually ever listened to, and um, it was about tokusatsu. It was about Super Sentai and Kamen Rider. I 
and Power Rangers by extension. Um, I learned a decent amount from this uh, podcast, and it really kind of helped me get into the tokusatsu fandom, quote-unquote, you know? Um, When I found this podcast, it was in its last three or four months. They, They were finishing at that point in time. And I just listened to the whole thing. There was 10 years worth of podcasts. Wow. And over my time at the job, over period of time, I listened to the entire back catalog. And uh, around this time was kind of when they were getting – the, those three co-hosts, um, Shuki, Dawson Rider, and uh, Kevin, um, they were getting really, really busy with their lives at that time. So they kind of, they were a weekly, and then they weren't a weekly, then they were a bi-weekly, then they were a monthly, then they were a bi or is it bi-monthly that's every other month? Anyway, yeah. They were every other month, and then it just kind of disappeared. Um, hmm. so at this point, uh, they all had YouTube channels and they did toy reviews of tokusatsu toys and stuff like that. So I was watching their YouTube channels and I was getting into, um, this stuff and, uh, one of the hosts, uh, Shuki got together with a friend, uh, named Chris from Long's Toys and they made a show called geek each week which technically is still going on but they haven't done an episode here recently and i'll kind of uh, elaborate a little bit on why in a minute but um i got into this podcast mm-hmm. and around this time they were both really getting into ultraman this was about 2016 i think is where it was at um they knew about Ginga. They, or at least Shuki did, uh, knew about Ginga. Didn't like Ginga. <laughs> yeah. Watched X, enjoyed X, and then really, really, really got into Ultraman when Orb came out. So around the time Orb came out, was when they were all getting into um, Ultraman, which I was following their content, so I was seeing a lot of Ultraman content. So I was like, okay, I don't know anything about this. I don't know where to start. I don't know anything. Is it good? Should I watch any of it? You know, These were the kind of questions I was asking myself. And this went on a little while, and Jeed was airing, I think, because by the time I got into Ultraman, Jeet was currently airing. Um, I watched Ultraman Orb because this was their favorite season. So I watched Ultraman Orb just jumping in, not knowing anything about it. Some people say you shouldn't start with Ultraman Orb because it's an anniversary season. It calls back to 
its previous <laughs> at the time 50 years worth of stuff and his powers come from fusing together two previous Ultraman's powers together which is kind of a thing that they really haven't let go yeah, uh, since Orb. I, that, <laughs> but yeah. Um, we'll get into that later but uh I was mesmerized by it. I was mesmerized by it. I don't know why, but I just loved it so much. And around the time I finished Orb, Jeed was almost done. And Ultraman Jeed also used the thing of fusing together two previous Ultraman, putting them together. And by the time I finished watching through Jeed, the last episode aired. So like the day I got to the last episode was the day it aired. So I caught up right on the tail end of Jeed and I finished Jeed. And then after I watched Orban Jeed, I was hooked. I was hooked. I loved this crap. So because Zero's so heavy in Jeed presently, like he's there, I wanted to find out more about Zero. Because I'm like, I really like that guy. I want to learn more about him. So I went out and found anything related to him and watched everything related to him. And then I was like, this is really cool. So I watched um, X and then Ginga and Ginga S. And then I started watching just random things. You know, mm -hmm. around this time was when I was trying to initially get you into Ultraman. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'll talk about that when. Uh... Yeah, go, go ahead and point on to that. OK, and then I'll butt in and finish a little bit of it. So, yeah, so guy here starts getting into um the old Ultraman stuff, really, really liking it, really digging it. And uh you see, it's worth noting that before that, he's also tried to get me to watch a lot of the Super Sentais and had mixed results and success because largely, for whatever reason, I really like Ryder. And then Sentai, I feel like, is like a lot of more hit and miss. I'm not sure why. You really liked Go Busters, though. I really liked Go Busters. Hold up. Go Busters is hype, and I will fight <laughs> you on that if you say otherwise. Busters, ready, go! Yeah, I really, really liked Go Busters. Um, I thought... Uh, I can't think of their name, that Pirate Boys. What's their name? Go Kyger. Go Kyger. I like Go Kyger. Go Kyger was I fun. Go Kyger. Like, it was good, but I didn't think the show picked up until uh, Silver showed up. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he added the element of fun that the show needed. So I for love a Sentai, because he goes... It, it was a little too serious. Yeah, I feel like that was a little too he's serious, so though. He's but, over the top so much. I love him. Yeah, but he's o the over-the-top uh, Sentai fanboy, and I was like, I love it. Yeah. I'm like, that's me. I project onto him. That's me in that <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, exactly, right? But, right. Um, yeah, mixed results getting me to watch things. Uh, right. A lot of misses really won't send tie for me. Um, didn't work out a lot. So, and then he's like, hey, I got something new for you to watch. It's called Ultraman. 
and i'm like uh are you sure about that i don't know because at the time really i wasn't reserved. really i wasn't really a tokusatsu fan to be fair i was a common rider fan who watched right. sentai sometimes Right, um, and I was a Tokusatsu fan. I'm just, like by that point, you had gone full in. Like you've been full in way more now, especially with broader strokes. But we'll get into like right. other Toku we've seen later. For now, right. the point is, um, he was get, trying to get me to watch Ultraman, and I was at first just like, no, I don't want to. Uh, and then one day I um went to visit him because by this point he had moved. And it was a long trip, and I was like, "Whatever, we'll we'll watch some Ultraman if it'll make you happy." So this was his one chance. He had to really wow me and impress me with the show. So of course he decides to show me the first episode or first few episodes of Ultraman Orb, and right. um, it didn't work at first. Right. Like I watched it, I was like, "Okay, it's not awful." But yeah, like, and, l- largely, I just didn't ahead, care. Sorry. Yeah, largely, I just didn't care. Right, and at this point, I was really confused. Like, this was what pulled me in. Why is this not pulling you in? Like, this is so cool. Like, what do you not see? So, at this point, I'm like, all right, game plan. So the next time I go down to see you, I don't remember if it was the exact next time, but the next time I got you to watch Ultraman, I'm like, well, how about Jeed? Because Jeed was like. Right there, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Maybe you'll get into Jeep. So I had you watch maybe the first no. one or two episodes. No, I, can't I wouldn't do if it. You watched two. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I didn't watch any of Jeep. I thought you watched at least the opening. No, the first episode. No, I didn't touch Jeep till I finished Orb. You didn't watch the first. I swear, I thought you watched the first. <laughs> no, episode. you you couldn't get me to do it. Oh, I think well, we ended up watching some anime. Yeah, there's no telling what it was. I'm not I'm not um, sure exactly what happened, but I do know I didn't even see Jeed until I'd finished Orb. But um well, no, I know what you're thinking of. Um so here's what hap- here. here's what happened. Uh I began a new job at some point, like la- early last year, because this is what actually I think got me into or No, no, I hadn't started the job yet. Uh, no, you, you know haven't. what? I don't remember. I don't remember what happened. I think I just decided to give Orb another shot. No, I'll tell you what happened. It was um, because you watched Rube first. Oh, um, you're right. I wa- uh, Rube was airing. You, yeah, this is what happened. I think I talked you down enough to be like, all right, this is the next series coming out. Yeah, you should give at least this series a try, and if you don't like it, that's fine. Yeah, it was but, new. It was exciting. I was I was actually watching. Um, was that with during Lupin v. Pat? Uh, I, I'll have to look at the years to line it up. But I know you were watching Q Ranger when it was coming. <gasps> no, out. yeah, that's what it was. Okay, Q Ranger was also really good, and yeah, I was. Dope. I was hype enough, and he got me into the Q Ranger. And I was like, "All right, you really like this Ultraman stuff. I'm really digging Q Ranger, and I wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for you. I'll watch your your Lube show." Yeah, it's it's Ultraman Lube. So Ruben. Ultraman Lube. <laughs> it's it sounds like they're it's saying Lube. Or, 
R slash B. Yeah. So it's, it's about Rube, two but... it's about two brothers, Rosso and Blue. Mm-hmm. So red and blue. And they're brothers, there's two Ultraman, etc. So the, the it's written out Ultraman R slash B. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced Ultraman Boob. But as the way Japanese works is the L's and the R's are the same letters. Uh, by the way, if this is a little annoying, I apologize. I minored in Japanese, so I know just enough to make myself dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I know just enough to pretend that I know what I'm talking about and then get something wrong. It's okay. I, we we I only do, pretend to know what we're talking about here. Right. But I do know a decent amount, and I will try and uh, help like shed some light on some of that stuff. But it, I, I'm a person... Uh, and I'm still learning and still uh, a beginner. So if right. I do make a mistake, I apologize. I apologize. But um, anyway, so L's and R's. Yeah, L's and R's. Those are the five letters. They're the same sound, essentially. When, when switching from English to Japanese, um, they use L's and R's for the same five uh, letters. Right. And um, so that's where, like, the stereotypical putting an R where an L goes or whatever. It's It's – very much just because it's the same letter they don't know when they're going to english they don't know if they're supposed to use an l or they're supposed to use an r and because at that point they're just guessing so it gets really weird but the funny part for us is like because the way that works is sometimes there's in um unintended mishaps where for example this show which doesn't really mean anything, but because lube is a thing. It's an actual thing. You know, WD-40 and all that. Well, yes, that kind too. But because that's a thing, it makes it kind of like funny, Mm -hmm. but that was completely unintentional. So it's a very slippery slope. (laughs) Cause Rube. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Man, you really threw me off there. Good. Um, <laughs> I'm glad. Um, okay, so I convinced you to watch the show. Somehow. And somehow. And I almost started to regret it because... We'll we'll cover Rube at some point, but it's it's not a terrible show. No, no, it's, it's not just terrible. Not, it's just not as good. I'd describe it as not the best showing for a new generation series. It's not terrible, but there's so much better to offer. I, I, and for it to be his first series to watch from start to finish, it left a. I guess poor taste in his mouth. It wasn't. Or... The, well, don't speak for me. I'm right here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, like it. Sorry. I don't know. Like I watched it and I wasn't hooked or drawn into it. It was like it was just part of my routine at that point, honestly. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm not super into this. It was this week's homework. Yeah. It was all right. I I watched it along with the things I liked because I watched it with. Q-Ranger, and I watched it with, what was the writer at the time? Maybe Build? Build? If it was Build, then I was like 
and some really good other toku so probably yeah because like build, build is really build, good might have been x-aid oh if it was x-aid then i was definitely uh full in at the time i can't remember exactly the year we'd have to look at the years to line it up but yeah but um i think let's see x-aid and build right next week so it could have been either really so that was like yeah, a good so whichever one it was it was a good year for Ryder. it was a good year for um sentai and right. i was willing to give ultra a shot and i wasn't as hooked but watching sentai is a really it's like ultra is a really good bridge because um sentai is targeted at a younger audience while uh it's not, not that Ryder's targeted at an older audience but it's targeted at a somewhat older audience yeah, and I while, feel Sentai like... and Ry- while Sentai and Ultraman's kind of like targeting that three to five age group, um, Ryder's targeting seven to twelve. Yeah, but, or um... five to seven, <laughs> as some people refer to it as. <laughs> but no, uh, go ahead. But uh, uh, yeah, so I was already expecting it to be a somewhat more watered down show, like your like your Sentai, like not say watered down, that. Sounds really negative. A more um, you bare know, bones, huh? Bare, yeah, bare bones. It's meant for like small children. I can't expect like deep plot lines or anything like that. Right. So, I was watching it and I was like, eh, okay. Like it's not amazing. I wish they would develop a bit more quickly. But other than that, like it didn't leave an impression. I didn't hate it, but it didn't draw me in. And, but, uh, like I said, I think, um, probably what helped though, that still was watching, well, I don't know, actually it was really dangerous because I'd almost stopped watching Ultra altogether was, yeah. I think it was X-Aid and then Build because I know I watched enough and was okay with watching it enough that when Tyga rolled around the next year, I was willing to watch Tyga. Yeah, but I don't think you ever got like maybe like 10 episodes in or less no i didn't get very far in taiga not because i just liked it but it was really really hard to find ways to watch taiga at all yeah the fan subbers were definitely they they would like for example for common rider and super sentai the episode that week's episode would come out they would sub it you would maybe be able to watch it like four or five days after that watch it the next week rinse repeat this one um they would take several several weeks off and then they would release three or four episodes and then um like bulk release like that so the and then somewhere halfway during the point they didn't even like finish subbing it until the show was already over like yeah so this combined with the fact that like i wasn't super into it still like, and it right. was still, and like, to be fair, a lot of a trend I real still see with like a lot of toku in general is a lot of the early episodes aren't good for hooking you for some reason. I find that bizarre that they don't do a good job usually. Sometimes they do, there's always exceptions, but it's right. like you got to give it a few episodes to marinate. At least that's how I feel about them. I agree, especially for Sentai. Sentai, and, um, uh, Sentai has the pilot problem, you know is a way of saying it like they have to establish the team they have to establish the changers and the toys for this season whatever the gimmick is they have to establish 
the robot and they have to establish the general plot. So there, you're asking a whole lot of a show to establish in 22 minutes. So a lot of Toku pilots feel extremely rushed and they, you, you need to give it a few episodes for it to have found its stride and breathe a little bit to where you actually enjoy. Yeah. So the problem is you don't always have that luxury. <laughs> like exactly. If you're watching it week to week, sure. That's one thing. Or if you're like, have a huge bulk of time and you can do that. Like, you know, that's fine too. The problem right. with Tyga was they were taking those huge gaps and then dropping these huge bombs of episodes. And at the time right. I just did not have the free time to catch up. So I was like, I'm right. sorry. I'm just not watching this. And I didn't, I did not watch it at all. All right, um, and I this is where... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so this is where I, I was getting confused, like, like where he was getting confused, because I decided to, like... Uh, so I took a long time off from Ultraman, didn't watch any of it, and then I got to where I started my new job, and I right, think around this time... Before you get into your job, before you get into your job, yeah. let me uh, stop you real quick. This is around the time, which I'll, I want mm -hmm. to do a whole episode explaining the crazy back and forth with this uh child lawsuit uh yeah now is not the time but around this time is kind of when the lawsuit was kind of coming to an end and um more basically super i was having a hard time uh marketing ultraman to the west because this company falsely claimed that they had the right to do so um I will get into that at a later date, but for now, uh, around this time is kind of when it was stopping, where it was kind of like, kind of being, um, it was kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, the, the, the verdict fell with Subaraya that they were in the right, so now they were able to move forward with making efforts of releasing things to the Western audience. This they've done an the amazing job. What? Which they've done an amazing job looking at you, uh, Ryder and Sentai. Absolutely. They need to learn something from Subaraya with this. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but so Mill Creek uh, stepped in and acquired the rights to um, release Blu-ray sets of Ultraman. And in the past year or so, They've released Ultraman, Ultra 7, Neo Ultra, uh, or Ultra Q, Neo Ultra Q, Ultra Man Ace, um, Ultra Return of Ultraman, um, G, uh, Orb, Orb, Orb Origin Saga, Rube, Ginga X, Ginga S, uh, I think that's it. But regardless, that is like 10 or 12 seasons in a year. Like, absolutely unheard of. Like, I had no intention of, or I had no ex expectation of this, as well as, because being Ryder and Sentai fans, we basically just kind of reserved the fact that we would never get physical releases of the shows we like. Yeah, like, this was... This was game changing, which at the time, once again, I didn't care, but right. I, 
like I kind of appreciated it because in a way I was genre envious. Right. I suppose because like I was like I want that for Ryder. For Ryder, exactly. Uh, so I haven't gotten it, but hey, you know, looking at you guys, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Like I'm not gonna give up hope that it we're gonna get a uh, Ryder in America at some point. And I don't mean well, like past, dubs or anything. Right. This this past year, some balls have moved, some things have happened. They're still not quite to where <laughs> Subaraya is, but let's let's hope that maybe twenty twenty one they will do a little bit more. Yes. But back to the kind of timeline. This was kind of when uh so I was getting all of these releases because I'm already hooked on Ultraman at this point. I'm buying every single one of them. I absolutely have to tell Mill Creek with my dollar that we want more of this. You are doing the right thing releasing these things and keep those things coming. It's so actually I'm sitting here buying really funny. every single release. Well, what? no, 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 no. You weren't. You were only buying the new oh, generation stuff. What happened was... Are- Correct. You I am um, correct. I was buying just new generation stuff. So and we'll we'll go, go ahead say what you're gonna say, and then I've got to um, so, say a little bit on that. So yeah, he was just buying new generation stuff, and randomly, I don't know what happened. Like I think it was his birthday, so I was like, oh hey, look, yeah, you got uh, for me Ultra- for my birthday. Yeah, I got him the original Ultraman series on DVD. I was like, oh, I didn't know this Blu-ray. was a thing, huh? It was Blu-ray. It was a Blu-ray. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah, yeah. though, I, I got it for him. And I was like, oh, he's going to love this. He loves this Ultraman stuff. And this is like the first series. Right. And I got him that. <laughs> and, and that's how he started buying all right. of them. Which actually isn't the first series because as you were confused by, why is there a number two on the side? Right, right. There was a number two on it. And I was really confused and scared. Right. Um... Ultra Q being the first series, and then the second season uh, series being Ultraman. We'll get into all that. I want. There's tons of backstory to lay out there. We'll get into all that. Right now is not the time. But you, you, that is correct. You did definitely. I was definitely only getting the series I had watched and enjoyed, and stuff I knew I'd wanted to watch. But at this time, like, so here's here's a differing viewpoint that i want to bring up sure me and uh sluice here kind of have like a showa bias because what we love we didn't grow up with any of this stuff like um there's um other podcasts i'll get into this there's no hate towards any of these guys i love these guys um i'll get into that towards the end of this podcast but uh, mm-hmm. for people who enjoy, uh, like people who are in their fifties or whatever, they grew up with, um, old Godzilla films and old, um, old, uh, the, when Ultraman 66 was, uh, dubbed and released on American television, they grew up with this stuff. They have that nostalgia for the show off series. Um, we missed all that. We don't have that nostalgia. So coming from Common Rider, especially as people are, and Super Sentai, coming from people who are in their 20s and kind of grew up with what we grew up with, um, we have that bias towards the 90s series and the 2000s series. And we enjoy what's out now. 
um, we kind of have a Showa bias where I know I've tried to watch the first few episodes of some of the older Sentai, and I don't even know if you get... I've watched the first couple episodes of the original Kamen Rider. I don't I, know uh, how far you dived into any of that. Uh, but. <laughs> so um, on that topic, it's actually really funny. You've seen more Showa Rider than I have because the only Showa Rider I've seen is literally the Zeo movie. Oh, yeah. Like, I, haven't, yeah so, I haven't touched it at all. I've been meaning to. It's it's tough. Yeah. Um, and it's for especially from coming from us with the background we have, it's very, very difficult for us to enjoy those shit series. And I'm not knocking anyone who enjoys those series. I'm no, sure of course there's not. tons of people who love them. But it was just very, very difficult for us to get into them. It's not our and, kettle and pot. Right. And because we're coming from that background, I assumed Ultraman was the same way. So I automatically had a bias against the Showa. I didn't really care to watch it. I wasn't going to give it a chance. I liked the new stuff. That's what I was going to focus on. Granted, I've changed my tune since then. Um, I have just recently watched the original Ultraman series, and frankly, I loved it. Um, there was a few episodes that was kind of hard for me to watch, but when it was good, man, was it good. And I think it still holds up. We'll do an episode on that eventually. But, so, has to I, definitely research, had a bias, I definitely had a bias against the Showa stuff. But it was because you gave me the original Ultraman on Blu-ray, I'm like, it's that collector brain in me. Well, I have one now, I just might as well collect them all, right? Right. So it's it's that itch that always needs to be scratched, you know? It's collector brain, that addict brain, you know? It's, you, are, you already gave me one, so I might as well complete them all. And plus, you know, giving Mill Creek more money on this just tells them we want more releases, which... Even if I don't enjoy this series, they might release one that I really want them to release because the money came in from this one. You know, the whole vote we were wallet yeah. thing. So, yeah. I, I got all of the Mill Creek releases, and as they came out, I got them all. Um, they, they, they have a digital, um, they have a digital, uh, way to watch where they come with uh, digital codes through their movie spree app. Mm -hmm. And I think this was when you the 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 chips were in place, so to speak. Right. So the, uh, se the setup that would finally pull me in. Exactly. So I have the entire library that has been released thus far mm -hmm. on digital. You have an, uh, an ability to see this yeah. on your phone. Right. And you have a new job that I'll let you get into. Right. So so what so essentially, without going into details what my job is, I ended up – it's a lot of uh, on-demand work as well. It's, it's a job where, like, I sit there uh, if there's no busy work to be done and nobody is calling – to ask me to do something, I just don't have anything to do. It's like, if it's not broken, then I don't have anything to fix, essentially. So uh, I was like, okay, so I need things to do. So 
uh, you know, first thing you do is you try to do a bit of different stuff. I tried learning another language. I did a lot of origami, you know, normal downtime things, I guess. For, uh, right. For someone who is an otaku. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, at some point I was like, I just need stuff to watch. Like, I've been watching these series on YouTube. I need something else. What am I into that I haven't seen? Uh, oh, I heard about that Mill Creek thing that my buddy, or Spree, kept, uh, Spree thing, he kept telling me about. I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can uh, connect to that while I'm at my workplace. The answer was yes. It didn't get blocked. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to give uh, Ultraman Orb a shot. I didn't remember where I was. I just started over, and I think I watched the whole thing in about a week. Yeah. And I and I don't mean just mean the show. I think I mean all the specials as well. Right at that point, um, they had the Ultraman uh, series proper, Ultraman Orb Origin or Ultraman Orb: The Origin Saga, mm -hmm. which is the prequel series, Ultraman Orb: The Movie, which is a sequel to the series, as well as Ultra Fight Orb, which is a sequel to the movie. Right. So, um, I, I still wouldn't say at that point I was super into Ultraman, but I was back into the, okay, I'm willing to watch this show again. Um, and I really liked Orb, but I wasn't willing enough to, like, try and watch it on my own. So that's probably where you're thinking of when you uh, came over and were like, okay, I gotta get him to watch Jeed, because I know I watched Jeed next. Because I remember you were talking about that earlier, your plan. Yeah, I. My memory has it that that happened way, way earlier. That Jeed was one of the things where I tried to get you into it at the beginning, but that might have just been an episode of Orb. But yeah, at this point, I think was when you really kind of got into Jeed. Yeah, and you got through Jeed, and. Also, really um, quickly. Yeah, quite quickly. And this was the point when you started eating up more series. Yeah. I mean, it was still a bit slow, but I was a lot much more open to like, all right, I'm going to watch more Ultra. I think right. from there, I went to X. Yeah, probably X. That sounds about right. And then I watched, well, it took me a bit, but I, you finally convinced me to watch Ginga. Yeah. And um, Ginga, I think... um yeah, Ginga is a series that I recommend with a long footnote of things to take into account and forgive it for. Which you can't. Honestly, it's not great, but it's a fun show. Like it's funny. They had a lot of good ideas. Yeah. And they had a killer theme song. So it's a lot easier to appreciate. Ginga S was way better. Yeah. But I appreciated. I do appreciate Ginga for what it is. It walked so the new generation could run. That is probably the most apt description of Ginga. Because Ginga, like I said, we'll get into this at a later date. But... Ban or Super I was in a whole heap of financial trouble at this point, um, mostly due to the lawsuit 
mm-hmm. and other factors as well with them not actually having major releases to go along. They were really, really trying to get back in. Oh, excuse me. They were really trying to get back into the f- forefront of this genre. And while they, while they made tons of, I guess you could say mistakes or not necessarily mistakes, but like they, it's as you said, they walked so that X and Orb especially could run. And as you watch through X, then Ginga S, or sorry, as you watch through Ginga and then Ginga S, Ginga S is a hand over fist improvement on Ginga, and then X is a hand over and fist improvement on Ginga S. Mm-hmm. And then Orb just blew X out of the water with improvements, and it just has gotten better. With a few holes, in my opinion, but Zet being so good, you know. Yeah, like, it's just... it just recently finished here within the past couple of weeks, and whew, I really like that one. Yeah, me too. Like, um, and it was all... the go ahead. Sorry, and it had a really good release. To... Back to the whole uh, Super Eyes doing it right. They yeah. made it. They made Zet really easily to access. And I really appreciated that because it was like, oh, cool. I don't have to go and break the bank on some kind of new account to watch this. They put Ultraman Z on the official Subaraya YouTube channel 30 minutes after it aired on Japanese cable with English subtitles. That is absolutely unheard of in this genre. Yeah, like, oh my gosh. It was, it was just, it was like a really bold thing to do, I guess, because nobody's ever done it before. Like, it's something that I feel like people, like the fans were hoping or could never dream something like this would happen. Like, there'd be a lot of steps in between now and there. Well, I might have to make a mild correction there because during Orb and Jeed, they were also simulcast on Crunchyroll. Oh, well. But. But I you know, know how that. Crunchyroll... Yeah, well, we weren't into it at that point. Yeah. I get it. Um, but they uh, definitely... They did the thing where uh, if you were a Crunchyroll member, you know you know how they have the free subscription and then the one you have to pay for? Right. The one you had to pay for was the one where you could get it, like... I don't know if it was the day after or if it was, like, an hour or so after... But it wasn't, like, at the exact same time. Correct me if I'm wrong, audience, but I think that was the case. But if you had the free one, you had to wait a week for the new episode, which is kind of what they do with their current running anime now as it is. Which is fine. It's it's not like you can really get spoilers from across the ocean. I mean, I guess you can. You always can, but most of the time you're going to get spoilers from people who read the manga. That's a different conversation, right. different genre. Um, the point being, waiting a week is not the biggest. It's, like, not really a detriment at all. Right, but after G, they didn't do that anymore. And I think this was kind of where they... Because if I'm not mistaken, Rube and, uh, Rube and um, Tiger were also put on their YouTube channel, but they were region-blocked to the West. So it was only for their Eastern um, viewers. 
Really? I didn't, I, I didn't know yeah. that. Tyga was on um, their YouTube channel, but it was blocked to the United States, and um, it didn't have English subtitles, to my knowledge. Well, so, one, once again, this is, comes from the side of, I had no idea that happened. So, right. like, and it would still be blocked. Like, you wouldn't see it in searches if it's blocked in your region, I don't think. Correct. So, like, Correct. that's one of those things, like, it's still not accessible. Like, sure, and, there exactly. were steps in there, but it's steps you wouldn't see looking at it from the outside unless you, like, you knew what was going on from trying to follow the series as much as you can. In hindsight, since Tiger was the previous series, I think in hindsight it was almost like a trial run to see if what they could do with Zet would work. I think it did. Well, I mean, obviously it did. I mean, see see exactly. Um, Zet being so good, there was so many people I know who I've been trying to get into Ultraman mm-hmm. who hasn't bitten the bullet like you it took forever to get to bite the bullet but um you're finally quote-unquote indoctrinated into it. oh is that how you want to say it <laughs> i don't know i think it's a funny way of saying it <laughs> but um the the uh so many people i've talked to on twitter and i know from other podcasts and stuff like that so many people I know got into Ultraman because of Zet, because it was so readily available and so easy to watch. All you had to do was watch that current episode within two weeks. They took it down, and you had so you had two weeks worth of episodes off yeah. there at, at a time. So it's not which, a perfect system, I guess, ideally, but like, perfect, but it makes sense because they'll probably worked. do a release. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but it worked, you know? Mm-hmm. And as long as you kept on top of it, you were able to watch it week to week. And it was fantastic. Which also puts in the uh, the FOMO factor. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like, which is a right. huge draw in, like, marketing. It's like, hey, this is like, really, now it's yeah. a limited thing. So not only do you want to watch it, but you, ha- you got a limited time to do it. If you don't, it's gone, and then you won't be able to see it. Right. Yeah, least, and, you know, and, for a and while. the fear of missing out definitely um, can be a, a motivating factor for people to get into it. Uh, it It's not the best factor. No. Because it definitely is a double-edged sword where um, you definitely get the mindset of, I'm afraid of missing out. Oh, crap, I missed one. Now, instead of me putting the effort up to getting back into it i'm just dropping it completely so it's not a perfect tactic to use but i think it can't it it definitely helped some in this case yeah but yeah so that's kind of where we are now you know where i've seen a pretty decent chunk of ultraman shows and you've seen less than me but a pretty decent chunk especially for someone who ne- wasn't necessarily an ultra fan maybe two years ago. Yeah, like, I've seen almost all of the new generation. I can't say completely because I still haven't finished Taiga, by the way. I've revisited it. I've watched some episodes. Um, I'm still waiting on the uh, Mill Creek release. I'll probably be able to watch it good then. Right. Um, Which, I'm not sure the timetable on... Well, we just got Rube, so maybe well, next year. Yeah, but... 
No, well, let me elaborate a little bit. Um, I'm not entirely sure on the timetable of Tyga because when Mill Creek made their release, um, Rube was the only other finished season. So it was Rube back is what they got the license for. So they technically don't have the license for it because it wasn't out yet. Oh. But usually with those kinds of clauses, whenever the rights come up, Mill Creek will be the first in line and they'll more or less get the the um, rights to it automatically, you know? Yeah. Obviously money will have to exchange hands. I mean, but, it's not going to be a smooth process, but yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be a problem. Part, it shouldn't be a problem. You're right. And um, I, th as far as I can tell, the Mill Creek releases have been doing absolutely fantastic. And um, I think the Mill Creek higher ups are very surprised that it's doing as well as it is. And they're extremely excited about it doing so well. And of course, I they're excited to make much... some money. Well, yes, but it's as far as like corporate goes, it's like it helps them show it helps show them where their efforts should be focused on, you know. So, as opposed to another release or another franchise that they have the right to by putting more resources towards the Ultraman one, you know, as opposed to um, it not selling as well. So they make, they'll, they'll still do all the releases, but instead of maybe once a month, it might be once every other month or something like that. You know, it's yeah. like showing that the customer base wants what they're putting out and that they're, that they're, the releases are selling well puts more incentive on them to do more releases and more incentive on them to focus on that franchise. That's my point. That was what I was trying to make. Right. Right. But yeah, uh, I think that kind of comes to the end of what we wanted to talk about with, as far as um, kind of our Toku story, you know, like where we came from our perspective on Tokusatsu. How did we genre. get here now? Yeah, where we're at now, how we became a common rider, Super Sentai, and Ultraman fan, um, how our perspective kind of differs than um, the podcast you'll hear right now. Um, that's kind of where I want to get into now. Um, I want to basically explain why I wanted to do this podcast, why this podcast, why us, etc. So with my job with my job uh i listen to quite a lot of podcasts because it helps get the day through you know um so i listen to a few tokusatsu podcasts i listen to when you google ultraman podcast you're only really going to get one major podcast with the exception of a new podcast that kind of popped up. Um, the new podcast is the writers of the Marvel comic book. They've put out like behind the scenes podcasts oh, of, um, of basically their thought process behind writing each issue and some behind the scenes stuff. 
that's like a limited podcast because it was a limited series. Which so reminds me, I need to that, catch up on that. I don't necessarily count that, but other than that, there's only one major Ultraman podcast, which I'm a huge fan of, by the way. I love these guys. Um, it's called The Science Patrol, and it's um, – which you haven't listened to any of this. I don't even think I've shared it with you. No, um, I haven't. It's called uh, The Science Patrol. It's with uh, Rich Conroy and Patrick Rooney, two 50-something guys, um, Rich being one who grew up with uh, Ultraman, the original Ultraman, um, dubbed in English on Philadelphia station television back when he was a child. He grew up watching uh, Godzilla movies and was blown away by it because it was like a mini Godzilla movie on TV every week. And as he likes to say, uh, once that was over, he didn't know there was any other Ultraman until him going to college. Um, so that whole perspective is the perspective you hear time and time again on um, other kaiju-related podcasts. Since that's the only Ultraman podcast, just by searching the keyword of Ultraman through my podcatcher, uh, a lot of kaiju and like Godzilla-related podcasts have done Ultraman-themed episodes, but these are coming from Godzilla fans. Now, depending on their age... These fans are usually fans of the Showa Godzilla films, and they usually only ever care about the first three or four series of Ultraman because they're the most similar to those Showa-era Godzilla films. So it's very similar to what they like. Um, so that's all fine and good. There's no problem with that, but it's just... As I'm trying to find more content to listen to while I'm at work, you know, I keep finding that this is the overwhelming mindset towards Ultraman in the podcast space, where it's just people who really only care about the first stuff. You know, they only really care about the new stuff. Now, new Patrick Rooney and uh, what? Or the old stuff. Sorry, I misspoke only really care about the old stuff. Um, now, uh, with the science patrol, that's not necessarily the case because they watch the new stuff. They watch the old stuff. They watch everything in between and they all give it a fair shake. And, uh, they absolutely love orb. You know, they love Zet. They love orb. They really have enjoyed that, but they come from that perspective of, um, well, Rich does with the growing up with the original Ultraman. Uh, his co-host had not seen any Ultraman until the day they did episode one. They did episode one, watched the first episode, and that was the first time he even knew what an Ultraman was. Um, Fun. It's a great show. I recommend it. And I'm in their YouTube. Uh, I'm in their Facebook um, page. I mm -hmm. comment with them. I talk to them. They're great guys. Um, lots of love. If y'all hear this and have not heard of them, go go give them a follow, go give them a shake, go say hey. Um, 
but it just felt unsatisfying to me because I wanted to listen to content of people who like Ultraman the way I like Ultraman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're essentially the reason we're here is because we're creating the content that we want to see. We're making the change in the world, you guys. Yeah, and that's really what it was. Was It was like, I want a podcast like this. I can't find a podcast like this. Why not I make a podcast like this? And this was, this usually isn't a kind of thing I do. No. I've, it, <laughs> like, it's not. This, that's what I'm saying. This is not really a thing that I do. So the fact that A, I decided to do it, and B, I... He, He's putting in a lot of the uh, the forefront and the effort here, you guys. Like, now for me, I do this stuff all the time. Like, I, as I said right. at the beginning, I'm a streamer. I go live two to three times a week, and you know, I am everybody's scientist. I do the crazy things. Uh, Guy here, he, he he's he's always been the watcher type. So honestly, I'm really happy for you. Like, I'm glad to see you taking all this initiative. I am glad to be your partner here on this, and I cannot wait to see where this podcast goes. I really, really appreciate that because when when I thought about this, there was not another person I wanted to do this thing with. I was like, if he says no to this, then this thing is dead in the water. I don't actually want to do this. Um, And I really appreciate that when I brought this idea to you, you jumped right on board. You were like, yeah, absolutely. This sounds like a great idea. And me not being the type of person to make content, I've, I'm always like a consumer of content. I follow a lot of people. Um, I watch a lot of YouTube <laughs> channels. Um, I am somewhat um, proactive in some aspects of community, but I don't create much. I just kind of discuss with people and just kind of hang out. Right. Um, which mainly probably due to like my workload with me being in school here recently and me now kind of ha not being in school anymore kind of has opened up a time frame for me to actually do these kinds of things mm -hmm. that's partly why we're, we're we are releasing this when we are because i wanted to kind of finish up my last semester and get all of those stressors out of my life so i could focus on this and but here when we are. I brought this to you, um, when I brought this idea to you, um, I said, um, would you like to make an Ultraman podcast? And you were, I explained, I kind of basically pitched you out the idea. And when I went off on it, you were, I got the impression that you were blown away by how much thought I had already put into this. I was, I was actually. I, um, so, I, like I said, like I knew your background, and I don't think it, there's anything wrong with being, you know, the guy who just like who likes to consume the content. Like you got your own stuff going on. Like I don't have time to make the thing I want to make, and that's fine. You got your own stuff, and like making content isn't for everybody. Not everybody enjoys it. That's completely okay. So to hear you come to me about this thing you love and that I'm at the time, this was a couple months ago. So I, I haven't, wasn't even a head over foot into Ultraman yet. 
So, or head over heels, I guess. Whatever. Whatever your analogy Whatever. floats your goat. Um, right. He came to me with this. And I was like, okay, I don't know anything about Ultraman. And I was kind of expecting, like, I'm going to have to do a lot of work on this. I don't know if I really want to put in the time. And, uh, but not only that, he came with, gave me, like, a whole bunch of ideas, kind of how he wanted to lay it out. Like, he had done so much research into, like, the topics and stuff as to what we are going to be doing. I couldn't help but say, I'm in, because... I was excited to actually do something like, like I would never do a podcast on my own. And oh, wow. I, and like, I love creating content, but I don't feel like podcasting was something I, I would normally want to do. And yet you had so much already put into this. I was blown away. Like I wasn't expecting one for you to ever want to make any content at all. And two, right. to not like to have say, here's my idea. Also, Here's all the work I've already put into it, like spreadsheets full of work. And it was just so much prep work. I was like, yes, I'm in. Let's do this. Right. And um, even so, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit on this thing. We're, we're, we're recording this kind of at the end of 2020 mm-hmm. with um, uh, Christmas just passing and I had this. I'm not entirely sure when this episode will even go up. Uh, our intentions are somewhere at the beginning of 2021. But um, I've had this. So I've had this idea in my head since probably August. I have been mulling this over since August. And I don't think I even came to you with it till the end of September or early October. Uh, honestly, I don't remember either. Uh, I blame mm. that on this year because this whole yeah. year low-key blurs together. You ain't wrong about that. But my point being is I had already been thinking about this for a month or two before I even brought it to your attention. Um, because I kept talking myself into it and talking myself out of it. And I just kept mulling it over, and I'm like, well, do I really want to do this? Yes, I really kind of do want to do this. Do I? Yeah. Do I? No. Do I? Yeah. And I kind of, well, what will the show be like? You know? So at this point, I told, like, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. So I kind of get the general feel and the way that they go. And I, there are some things that people do that I want to do. And there's a lot of things that people do that I don't want to do. And I didn't want to make a podcast that felt super radio. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. want to. All right, this is the show. Um, we, we talk for 10 minutes, then we break. I have to basically stop you from what you're talking about. We're going to break for a minute, throw an ad in here and then come back and then basically do that. I didn't want that at all. <clears throat> um, my favorite podcast is the RRR, which um, I brought about, uh, brought up, or, or brought up already. And um, I didn't mention, but they do have a sequel series called RRR: The Streets that they stream on YouTube's on YouTube every mm-hmm. Friday night. Um, if anybody actually cares about looking into that. Um, 
most of the guests have come back and or most of the original it started with a new cast then the original cast came back and joined them and then you've lost people over the time and then some new people have come in and it's been a it's been a revolving door but <clears throat> their thing is is they hit live and they just talk they just hang right. out and it's they have a okay we're going to talk about the news then we're going to talk about yeah <clears throat> this week's toku and they have a structure but the structure's only there loosely they play with the structure and it's all about conversation yeah they have a whole hold on so essentially like and that's what uh, i think we're going to be going uh, for here too uh, like there's a lot of back and forth taking turns talking this time but that's largely because these aren't input-based stories these are us telling our backgrounds like you like we had a bit of back and forth when the story started to converge right but largely that wasn't what today was will be in the future i think yes um the uh what i was saying was they kind of just talk and then they just kind of it's it's a conversation stream of consciousness you know and it's mm -hmm. As the conversation flows, the show changes. So the show changes for the conversation. The conversation doesn't change for the show. Right. And that's kind of the effect I want to give is just it's me and you just talking. Um, and we bring that listener in in this conversation. Um, I, um, we When you first kind of got into... When, when you first watched Orb and then afterward with Jeed, we had long conversations about the intricacies of the show, mm -hmm. things we liked, things we didn't. And um, I was like, this conversation, this is the kind of podcast I want to listen to. So that was when it first was in my head, we could do a podcast. You know, that's if we had just recorded this, that was a podcast. I feel like this is a conversation I think we had a couple of times was after you first brought it up, like we knew we couldn't do it immediately. Uh, right. Like situations being what it is now, we're able to. But Correct. like we were still watching stuff. We were still doing stuff. We were still having conversations. And on more than one occasion, like that came, I was like, hey, we could have made a podcast out of that. Which, all, yeah. which once again, always re reaffirmed to me is like, oh yeah, he's definitely into it. Yeah. Cause that's all. Like, yeah. So that's also one thing too. I was kind of worried about was um, like you you came at this. Well, I didn't know you were mulling it over for so long until just now. But like really? I thought you just kind of threw this at me out of nowhere, and I was like, is his interest in this gonna hold up? Right. Uh, but and the answer, by the way, was yes. That was like a a first worry when he first brought this to me, uh, and he has not shut up about it since. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. I've been pretty kind of annoying about it, actually. I wouldn't say you're annoying about it. It's not like it's the uh, only thing you talk about. Like, yeah, but I it comes up relevantly when it should. Right. And he, he always comment in such ways that's like, yeah, he's definitely thinking about this a lot. And in, a, in the best way. Yeah. Like, so don't get me wrong. Yeah. Right. So that's just kind of... No, I guess what I wouldn't say in summary, but 
that's just kind of like where we come from. Uh, this is the way we have experienced Tokusatsu. And right. this is kind of what we want to do with our show. And we would really, really enjoy it is if you would like to come along with that. Um, come along with us on that journey, you know? Life is an um, adventure, and we try to walk a new one every day. At least that's what I think. <laughs> so yeah. come join us, my friends. What journeys and what adventures we shall go on, who knows? That's the best part of it. There is no idea what comes next, what we're going to do. But by gosh, we are going to have this adventure together. And for everybody that sticks around, I appreciate it. Yeah, and um, I definitely second that. I appreciate it wholeheartedly. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, Swoos, man. This past, like, I think two hours or something like that, yeah, I, had no intention, I had no intention of letting this episode be but maybe like an hour or so. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Before we started... Uh, Quick back background note. Um, I was worried this was going to be like a 30-minute thing, and then we were going to be stuck. But, uh, right. So. Uh, but, yeah, so let, let me kind of uh, pull the curtains on this a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I've set up a Twitter account. Nice. You can find us on Twitter at A to Z Podcast. That's A-T-O-Z-E-T-T. -T -T. P-O-D-C-A-S-T podcast on Twitter. Go ahead and give us a follow. Give yeah. us a like. Uh, ring that bell. Slap that heart. Uh, repub all the other things. Yeah, ring that bell. Climb them stairs and whatnot. Um, yeah, snap your Twitter and uh, chat your books. Yeah, Am I hip that, with the kids now? Jazz. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. All right, um, your so, yeah, 19th century technology. Twitter. That's right. Follow us on Twitter. And um, we're, we also have a YouTube channel, which is A to Z Podcast. Wait, um, we do? Yes, we do have a YouTube channel that has been made. Oh. By yours truly. We have a YouTube channel, so go follow that as if you want. We intend to upload all of our episodes on the YouTube channel. And I will... I don't know if we ever intend to uploading any other kind of videos, um, but we might. You know, I'm not going to close the door on that. But um, go follow us on YouTube and uh, send us an email, please. Uh, if we get, like, comments or questions or any really thing you want to speak to us about, you know, maybe suggestions for topics or whatnot, Whatever you want to send to us, go ahead, send us an email. We'll read it on the show if, yeah, you know, viewer discretion. Um, hey, don't write it. If it's obscene or whatever, I'm not going to read it. And if it's uh, if it's probably not pertaining to the show that we want to provide, I might forgo reading it. But you know, if it's something that pertains to the show, if it's something enjoyable, if it's something. I get, that I get experience reading, or something. I have yeah. no problem reading it on the show. My, actually, let's let's go ahead and say if you're gonna send us an email, let us know if you want us to read it, because yes, I don't want to yes, get yes. like a personal email and be like, "Oh, this is real sweet. I want to share this," and then like read it out and then get another email saying I didn't want you to do that. 
Yeah, that that's a good idea. I didn't even think about that. But go ahead uh, um, in your email, say if you don't want us to read it or if it's fine to be read. Go ahead, just put that in there, but, and we'll we'll do as you say. Um, do be aware but, though, if you say I do want it to be read and we don't, don't get hard feelings. Because absolutely, sometimes because, stuff just happens. Like we'll read it if we can, but like if we feel like it. If you know, like, if you put something in there, you know you're not supposed to. Of course, we're not going to read it. Um, right. But like, if it's like something that doesn't quite go with the episode, and right. we, and it might go with an episode that's coming up, then we might push it off. And with, exactly. with our upload schedule at this point being still in the air, to be fair, right? Uh, we don't want to say, oh, we're going to read your email. And then we get some emails in, and then don't read them. So yeah, yeah, that's that's true too. So, um, kind of look at it as if we might read your email. We yeah. might. Don't, we'll don't, read your email, but we might read it on screen. Let's make a difference. Yeah, that's no. We will read all the emails we get, but we might read it on the show. Thank you for putting that down there for me. Um. We'll just kind of like cover our bases, you know. Um, but that email address is a to Z podcast, the same as the others at gmail.com. So feel free to send us an email. Well, we love, we would love to hear from you. Um, we will read the emails we get. We, if it pertains to what we're talking about and through our discretion is, not inappropriate we may read it on the show if you want us to did i put enough qualifiers in there probably not but i'm not a lawyer okay well basically just treat it as if we it's a tentative we're gonna read your stuff maybe don't so don't send us your spicy fanfics because yeah. we may or may not read your spicy Ultraman fanfic. <laughs> of course you had to bring that up, because now that's the next thing we'll get. <laughs> all I'll, right. I'll do it, though. Like, we'll have send an episode on reading spicy, um, PG. Send all of your spicy fanfics to Swoose on Twitter, not our uh, <laughs> podcast. No. Oh, wait, here, I'll put that down. Send your uh, spicy fanfics to me on either Twitter or wherever, and I might or may not read them one day on my Twitch channel because I can do whatever I want over there. Right. Okay, um, so would you like to plug your Twitter and your Twitch? I would. Uh, so, Ma, if you, if you would be so kind, you can go over to uh, Dr. Swoos on Twitch. That's really all it is. It's, I think... Yeah, it's oh no, it's Doctor Swoops ZX. There we go. Yes. Very very important. And I believe you spell that for him. It's a D R S W O O C E Z X on Twitter or on Twitch. And I believe Twitter has the same. One? Let me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's almost exact. No, it is exactly the same. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Just uh, doc at Doctor Swoops ZX. So. Yeah. Well, um. Link in the description below. Yeah, we're going to put all the links in the doobly-doos later. Um, I guess that's about it. You know? 
And that and that is our first show. Everyone, thank you all so much for listening to two morons speak about their childhood for the past two hours. Um, yeah, that was quite self-indulgent, but, you know, it's an introduction episode. So, But, but now you know who we are, and you probably right. still don't care, but that's fine. I don't care yeah. about me either. The important <laughs> bit is what happens next, not what's already happened. Yeah, that's true. So, um, I guess... That's uh, John and Swoosh signing out, so be sure to watch out next for the next one. <laughs> what was that? I don't know, something I wanted to try, but apparently it might not have worked. <laughs> um, All right. We'll talk about that. But until next time, everybody, stay ultra. See ya.